So we're going to look at bonds today, and we're going to speak about two things. First of all, we're going to speak about bond valuation and the concept of intrinsic value. And then the second thing that we're going to speak about is about bonds and bonds and interest rates and the important relationship that we have there. So by way of introduction then, let's take a look at this idea of the intrinsic value of everything, anything is kind of like saying, let's add up all of the parts here and ask how much would we be willing to pay for these? What are they worth? And when we think about buying a bond, what we're thinking about buying is we're thinking about buying all of the coupons. So we can think of all of these uh, coupons that we receive. I want to get rid of that line there. Uh, over the course of the bond's life, and then we can think about the face value. So when we're when we're buying a bond, this is in fact what we're buying. We're buying we're buying these different components. The question is, how much are they worth? Well, it would seem to be an easy answer. The coupons all have a dollar value associated with them. And so we can think of every, each one of these, pardon me, use the same color, each one of these little things here, each coupon, and I'll just sneak one in up top here, is having a dollar value. And then we could think of the face value having a dollar value. So shouldn't we be able to add all of these up? Shouldn't we be able to add all of these up and that's how much we should be willing to pay for the bond? What we've got to remember though, is that not all dollar values are the same. So I want you to think and maybe we'll just zoom in on it here. I want you to think about the dollar value I'd get from this coupon versus the dollar value that I would get from this coupon. Which do I value more? Well, the answer, of course, is the one, if we think about this being right now, we, the one that I would get sooner. If this represents the same dollar amount, then I would value this one sooner. And the further out that I go, the less value in terms of present time that each of these are going to have. So what I do is I ask myself the question, how much would I be willing to pay for each of these? And this is each coupon. And for ultimately the amount that I'm going to get back at the end. And the answer is the required rate of return. Once we've done our risk uh, analysis, we can, it's almost like we turn the question on its head and we say, okay, if I'm going to pay money today, I'm going to get pay, pay money to get this, what sort of return would I need? And so then... And to figure that out, once I figure that out, then I just take this value and I discount it into, and I do that with all of these, I discount this into the present time using the required rate of return. And that's sometimes called K for bonds. This is the yield. The yield is the overall percentage return we're going to get, and that's what we use to discount it. Our price then becomes the present value of all those discounted amounts very special relationship between the price of a bond and interest rates. So 
that yield, that discount rate, has come about from the same model that we always use to figure out what the yield should be. This idea of the risk-averse investor able to get something at the risk-free rate. And so we'll just sort of establish that baseline there. And then as the risk goes up, that risk-averse investor will get a risk premium. Well, what's going to happen to the overall rate of return, the expected return I get on for that investment, if the risk-free rate changes? In other words, if interest rates change. And we're just going to do a little experiment here to see what happens. So let's say that I've got these two assets here and I've got this, this is asset A with a risk amount A and we've established that given the risk-free rate this is the risk premium I should receive and that's the expected rate of return. Well if the Bank of Canada or the US Fed or whoever is uh, offering this interest rate and the risk-free rate, typically we think of it a government T-bill of 90 days, if they increase the interest rate, that means the risk-free rate goes up. Now what happens? Well, let's say that they're now equal. Now I could get something risk-free versus something that's riskier for the same expected return. And ultimately what's going to happen is this entire market line is going to shift up. As a result, the expected return on my asset is also going to increase. Well, back to our intrinsic value. Here are our coupons. Here is the face value. And to find the price, to pri find the present value then, I used that yield, I used that discount rate that I established before. If this goes up, then the present value goes down. Essentially, each one of these becomes worth less in present time in that present value which is also the price is going to decrease. So this is, these are our bond basics. In the next lesson, we're going to take a look at bond pricing and bond, and the lesson after that, we'll take a look at bond yields.